Greetings, I am Andy Johnson. This is the Reading Instruction Show. And on today's podcast, we are tackling the subject of dyslexia. Now, depending on what study is cited and what definition of reading and reading deficiency you use, anywhere from 6 to 20% of all students are what might be called struggling readers. Also, depending on studies and definitions, anywhere from 3 to 5% of students are severely struggling readers. We use terms like reading disability or severe reading disability and even dyslexia with this group. And this is the focus of today's podcast. So let us start by defining our terms. What is dyslexia or what might it be? There is not a single universal definition or conception of this term. Know that. But we use a common definition. The National Center for Learning Disabilities defines dyslexia as a type of learning disability in which a person or persons that common characteristics include difficulty with phonemic awareness. And that's the ability to notice and think about sounds within a word. Phoneme is a sound, awareness of sounds. Phonological processing is detecting and discriminating differences in phonemes or speech sounds. And difficulties with word decoding, fluency, rate of reading, rhyming, spelling, vocabulary, comprehension, and written expression. All of those, oh my goodness, they kind of kitchen sink that last one, didn't they? So, Is the National Center for Learning Disabilities wrong in their definition? Not really. They are a little bit right. If reading were understood to be merely sounding out words, they would be completely right. But it's not. Reading is creating meaning with print. During this meaning-making process, the brain uses three cueing systems to recognize words the phonological, the syntactic, and the semantic. Also, it's an interactive process, using what's in the head to interact with what's on the page. And during the process of creating meaning with print, almost 10 times more information flows down from the cortex to the thalamus than up from the page. So, Based on this understanding, what is dyslexia? Well, it's best understood as a designation for those on the lower end of the reading continuum. These are the students who usually score two or more standard deviations below the mean on standardized reading tests. According to the National Literacy Association, however, there is no empirical basis for the use of the term dyslexic to distinguish a group of children who are different from others experiencing difficulty in acquiring literacy. So, from a neurocognitive perspective, we would describe dyslexia as a condition whereby one has extreme problems using the skills or coordinating the strategies necessary to create meaning with print. So, What do we know about dyslexia? A couple things. Number one, dyslexia is not related to visual problems. Uh, 
Students with dyslexia do not perceive letters backwards or jumble up words to any greater degree than beginning readers or readers of similar ability. Number two, dyslexia is not a brain disorder. There is no reliable evidence to show that the brains of students with dyslexia are qualitatively different from the brains of other students. The brain imaging research that purports to demonstrate dysfunction in the brains or abnormalities is fraught with methodological concerns. These concerns are usually related to small sample size, the type of subjects used in the studies, using single word reading tasks, which is not an authentic reading task, the use of the phonological model to define and understand reading, the types of data collection, the over-interpretation of the data in these studies, and the kinds of generalizations made based on these studies. And again, these type of brain imaging research projects are fraught with methodological concerns. All right, well, what about all the brain imaging research that shows differences in the brains of students with dyslexia and those without? Well, these differences are evident in any comparison of novices and experts. If you were to compare brain images of struggling piano players, chess players, or even pickleball players to those of experts, you would most likely find similar differences. These are not defects or abnormalities. This is not to say that they're not differences when comparing the brain imaging uh, images of students with and without dyslexia. However, many of these differences can be explained by differences in instruction and experience. These differences largely disappear with the right kinds of instruction and experience. Number three, students with dyslexia often have difficulties in analyzing and manipulating sounds in words. Yes, they often struggle processing phonological data. Yes, but this is not always the case. As well, the types of word reading errors made by readers identified with dyslexia are not remarkably different from those made by other struggling readers at the same level or beginning readers. Number four, students with dyslexia often have difficulty with spelling. Yes, spelling proficiency is related to visual memory. Good spellers are better able to store and retrieve letter patterns from long-term memory than are less able spellers. So, since students with dyslexia often have problems processing phonological data, it follows that this would result in spelling difficulties. Yes! Thus said, spelling has little to do with one's ability to create meaning with print. As well, drill and practice on weekly spelling lists does little or nothing to help students become better spellers or to enhance their ability to create meaning with print. Number five, phonics is not the answers. What students with, uh, not the answer, with, what students with dyslexia often receive in an intervention program is a steady diet of phonics and low level reading skills. They're bad at phonics, we think, so we just give them more of it. 
research has shown that phonics-based instruction or interventions can lead to an increased score on a phonics-based measure. Yes, a bump in scores on standardized phonics measures, but there is little transfer of these skills to authentic reading conditions. As well, in these phonics-based programs, there's little evidence to demonstrate that this kind of instruction has any long-term effect on students' ability to create meaning with print. Now, this is not to say that phonics instruction is not important. Phonics instruction is important in some form in an intervention program, in most programs given to students with dyslexia. However, it should occur within a meaningful context to the greatest extent possible. And it should be part of a balanced literacy program that includes practice reading real books, a focus on higher order reading skills, and word work that develops all three cueing systems, phonological, semantic, and syntactic. When it comes to phonics, it is not the what of phonics, it's the how and the how much of phonics that is important. Number six, there are no standardized pre-packaged programs that are effective in helping students with dyslexia create meaning with print. Despite the research-based claims, air quotes, made by commercial programs such as Orton Gillingham, Linda Mood, simultaneous multi-sensory teaching phonics, Phonics First, Open Court, Fast Forward, or Barton, there are no one-size-fits-all programs that, were, that will cure, air quotes, students with dyslexia. The research-based claims here, are there, they, they are made by for-profit entities, so they should be suspect as they have a financial interest in particular, in the particular outcomes of these research of the research that supports them. You'll also find no valid research to support the superiority of a skills-based program in helping struggling readers create meaning with print when compared to a balanced approach to literacy instruction or a meaning-based uh, intervention. Seven, struggling readers, students with dyslexia, do not need dramatically different kinds of instruction. What? Hear me out. Students with dyslexia, like all struggling readers, need interventions that provide more intense versions of the kind of research-based instruction they are currently receiving in a gen-ed setting. Now, when an intervention is substantially different from classroom instruction, it creates a splintered curriculum. Here, struggling readers are presented with different types of instruction and learn different sorts of skills in different places throughout the day. This makes it harder to develop their reading skills, not easier. Struggling readers need consistency in order to reinforce developing skills. Now, this is not to say that there are not differences in instruction between students with and without dyslexia, but the differences are in emphasis and intensity, not in kind. And the last one, number eight, students with dyslexia need more intense instruction. Intensity here refers to one, more time, two, more time on task, 
three, more time engaged in authentic literacy activities, and four, smaller instructional groups, usually three to seven. Intense supplemental instruction or an intervention can occur within or outside a gen ed classroom setting. So when you pull them out, however, the question always to ask, when you pull a student out of a gen ed classroom for intervention, what will you have them miss? So the eight big ideas, things we know about dyslexia. Number one, it's not related to a visual problem. Number two, dyslexia is not a brain disorder. Number three, students with dyslexia often have difficulties in analyzing and manipulating sounds in words. Number four, students with dyslexia often have difficulties with spelling. Number five, more phonics is not the answer. Number six, there are no standardized prepackaged programs that are effective in helping students with dyslexia create meaning with print. Number seven, struggling readers do not need dramatically different kinds of instruction. And number eight, students with dyslexia need more intense instruction. All right, this has been an overview of dyslexia. The next podcast will look at interventions and instruction for students with dyslexia. Andy Johnson, The Reading Instruction Show.